0: From Labradoodles to Cronuts, the world loves a hybrid. So today, businesses are taking a smarter hybrid cloud approach using the tools, platform, and expertise of IBM. The world is going hybrid with IBM. Visit ibm.com slash hybrid cloud.
1: Hey guys, welcome to Cheap Seats. We are the Sklar brothers and, uh, excuse me for from the Cheap Seats, and uh, we have a fantastic show today. Uh, I feel like we've got the exact person I wanted to talk to yes. about uh, everything that's going on uh, currently in the world of sports, specifically what we'll talk about at the top of the show, but just a little bit about our guest. Uh, he's an amazing comedian. He's really blossomed into a fantastic writer. He's now writing on Duncanville, which is the new, uh, Maybe polar animated uh, series. I on believe Fox. On Fox. I mean network Fox. He's working through the pandemic. He used to play uh, college. He played college football. Was a strong safety. Um, and so he knows what it's like to be in a locker room. We're going to get into it and talk about and get his sort of opinion on how, how the racial divide can be bridged in places like New all, Orleans, if at all, if at all, and also how do we move forward with sports in light of everything that's going on? It's fascinating. Great conversation. His name is Jeron Horton, great comedian, and we'll get to him. Then later on the show, Chris Christopherson, uh, has woken up. And he is woke. Yes, he is. Woke. He's woke and he's awoke. Yes. So uh, we'll get to him. But first, uh, this kind of happened right after we recorded last week's episode. Um, but uh, we thought we'd just dig into it now because we really didn't have a chance last week because we had already recorded the episode. And we want to talk about, because it's, it's kind of gotten legs and apologies have happened. But we're talking about Drew Brees coming out basically last week at the end of last week with the most, I would say tone deaf approach in the worst possible timing for him to, in this moment right now, talk about how, Well, so he didn't bring it up. So let me just say that he definitely fielded the question from a a financial uh, CNBC. I don't know who it was who was interviewing him, but uh, it's, it was like a financial newspaper Mm -hmm. or, or station And they asked him about Colin Kaepernick kneeling in light of what's been going on right now and how he felt about it. And he sort of regurgitated an old sort of misnomer from that entire experience, which is he started standing up from the flag and saying, I'll never support anyone who disrespects the flag. My granddad fought for whatever. And I'm not going to support anyone who disrespects the national anthem. Because when I look up at that flag, I see the thing that my grandfather fought for, which, by the way, that's great. Fine. I'm I'm, I'm so happy that that, but in this moment, to misconstrue something that he knows wasn't about that. There is no possible way that if you're in the world of football as an athlete, that you could possibly be so shielded. From what the original intent of those protests were. So one of two things had to happen. Either he is so shielded and is so out of touch that he would make a comment like that currently with the climate of the world and how it's going right now. When the world has changed, white, black, Asian, Latino, all people are standing together with our black brothers and sisters. They're they are marching in Germany and Brussels and London for Black Lives Matter which is an American thing. I know it's worldwide in certain areas, but like this, this is a very specific American thing, the way Ameri- black people are policed in this country. For him to not realize that in that moment, what he was saying was misinformation and incorrect and would be cons- construed by his own teammates as a racist thought. And his teammates spoke out about it. His teammates gave very tearful, like wrought admissions of they couldn't believe that Drew would say this right now. This is their quarterback. This is the guy they fight for. This is the guy they, they – Thomas and Jenkins, those two, those two people were the most spoken, outspoken about it. They and were beautiful. And, and, and their messages were beautiful. Their, their disappointment was real, real tears in the post. By the way, and I always say keep that in-house. <laughs> keep it in-house. But they just couldn't even keep it in-house. They had to speak out. So that's how much you know they felt like they needed to – So refuse. either you're so out of touch – that like you don't know what your black brothers uh, teammates are going through in this instance right now you didn't sit down to talk to them to ask their side of the story it's best if you don't understand it to not say anything at all and just listen that's that's one of the key lessons out of this moment and he didn't hear it so or you're trying to angle for something you're angling so randy's attitude is that he's angling to run for office and this is him speaking out to a constituency in a base that would agree 100% with what he's saying. But unfortunately, he wasn't only talking to them in a closed private event. He put this out there, and it went out, and it went viral, and it went wild. So then he had to double back a day later, or two days later, and he apologized, wholeheartedly He apologized. He gave it a full apology. However, you have to question in this moment, is he apologizing because, apologizing because of the backlash? And because he knows he's got to go back into that locker room and face those guys and lead that team? Or is he apologizing because he very rightly so and deeply understood how wrong it was to say what he said? I hope it's number two. We hope it's number two, but we don't know. And we'll never actually know. And because we won't know and we don't know, there will be people who will question his integrity on on the apology. But that being said, there will be protests. And and Trump is already going oh, after the And that's NFL, what's but... crazy. Like Drew Brees actually kind of quieted some of his critics, some of his critics, and definitely connected with his teammates and started to build the sort of tried to rebuild those relationships with that first step of an actual apology. full-throated apology. But three days later, Donald Trump says, I don't know why Drew Brees was apologizing for his initial statement. I stand with you. You don't disrespect old glory then bring drudging it all up again and, and creating the divisiveness that divided that locker room as a microcosm, this country as a larger example. And he did it in new Orleans. Look, man, I understand if you're in Jacksonville, Florida, or if you're in, you know, Carolina. North Carolina, or if you're in another state, Georgia, even, but I, not even Atlanta because that Atlanta is a, is a much more progressive and much more racially diversity. If you're in any of those places where the fan base is mostly white, the, you know, the attitude, the attitude of the state and the city is a mostly conservative attitude. All right. You throw that out there. You're not going to get so much heat. But in New Orleans, where there really is a push for what I consider to be out of the box American behavior, it almost feels like a European city. It's just a, a super tone deaf thing for a guy who's had a full career, a successful career. I mean, this is New Orleans. This is a, a city where he led them. He. This is a not a very traditional Southern American city, and Drew Brees after Katrina led them to a Super Bowl, and he had their support, but he lost it in an instant with this thing. And it's fascinating to see the fallout from this. It's fascinating to see it die down and then get and then flare up again because the president, without Drew Brees asking, jumped on his statement. It's, it's just a crazy time. So. What what will happen the if the NFL season? News you're going to see a lot of guys kneeling, and Donald Trump is sort of putting forth the same bluster that he did in 2016. But we're in a different moment. Talk about tone deaf. We're in a different moment right now. You're going to see a lot of players doing it. You're going to see white players kneeling with black players. You're going to see everybody kneeling, and they're going to understand that it has nothing to do with the flag. And Drew Brees even though he apologized, his words right now, he is going to be embarrassed. He's going to be embarrassed that he put that out there and conflated the two incorrectly. And that's going to sting him. You know, if he cares about his team, it's going to sting him. If he cares about his political future, it probably won't. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll get into all this with our buddy, Jerron Horton. And then later on the show, Chris Christopherson. This is View from the cheap seats. Don't go anywhere.
0: Hey, everybody, it's Elaine Welteroth, and I'm hosting a new podcast called Built to Last by American Express, where we will dive deep into the stories, history, and continued legacy of small businesses that shape American culture. Our debut season will focus on Black-owned small businesses that need our support now more than ever. In each episode, we feature the story of a Black business trailblazer that has inspired a modern Black-owned business. First up is Pinky Cole of Atlanta's food truck turned restaurant, Saletti Vegan. We'll also chat with Hanifa Muemba, the cutting edge designer behind the Hanifa 3D digital fashion show. Plus we'll check in with Issa Rae, our modern day Renaissance woman. We hope that it encourages all of our listeners to support these businesses as well as the black owned businesses in your own communities. Tune in for these amazing stories and others on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.
2: Support for this podcast comes from CDW and Dell Technologies.
1: Hey guys, welcome back to the show. As promised, we got our buddy who's a great comic and a great writer and he was, I'm going to say, college football player. Am I right to say that? You played college I, or- I was a college football player. But I wasn't anyone you would know. No, but you played you in, played in college football, which is important. Jerron Horton, welcome to the show. Welcome to you from Thank the Chiefs. Great to have you on, man. Ah, uh, you are up? also you are you are the voice in our ears when we judge the roast battle. Who always <laughs> us a great joke.
3: Thanks, oh. man. Thanks, thanks. Uh, it's been a while. We haven't done that in a, in a while. We I can't so, wait to I'm, get back I'm, up there and just talk shit vicariously through
1: you guys. Oh my god. <laughs> So fun. I mean, it was great, and I'll never forget the time we were in Brooklyn together, and we were in Greenpoint, and we were at Comedians You Should Know. That show that was in the back of the spare room at that bowling alley. Remember that? Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. It was delivered such a. I'm just gonna call it a searing set. It was so good, and it was so fun, and you were like forcing everyone to think, and I loved it. I mean, these are you these are times when we need to be thinking and, and we need to be putting all that forward. How are you feeling about what's going on right now? I'm just anxious to hear like your take on it right now, everything that's happening in the world right now, obviously there's the bad shit, but the stuff that's coming out of it. I think that uh,
3: it's going to sound cliche, but I think it is. I think it really is a blessing in disguise. Uh, it, it took like the world to stand still for us to kind of, sit back and just reflect on everything that is that we do have to deal with and see in our world on a daily basis and like honestly I feel like if you come out of this the same person that you were when you came into this pandemic this quarantine then you're just a piece of shit who does not have any idea what's going on with humanity or or you're a kid you know oh, yeah, or you're one child. or the other or, or a child, you're a yeah. child
1: in a in an adu- a child brain in an adult's body meaning yeah you- you you aren't, or, you don't you're, know. or you're, you're actually not actively actively not wanting, not wanting to, to know because you're not absolutely you're not connected with what's going on. I mean, yes. To me, I've seen rallying in the streets, but I have not seen it bring about the change that it is bringing about right now. Yes, forcing gov local governments who are saying to themselves, the federal government is not going to do it, but local yeah. governments, to, uh, you know, you're again seem like. Seeing like professional basketball players handing out water at a protest and people aren't mobbing them to the point where they're like, you know, normally see a professional athlete out in the world. Yeah. And it's like they can't go anywhere. But they're yeah. like, they're like, we're on the same. It's just a different. The world is turned a little yeah. bit.
3: Yeah. And watching Jonas Akatakumpo give a speech to a crowd of 60,000 people was kind of uh, funny in itself.
1: Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, you're like, wait, you're Greek. So, but I <laughs> yeah. still, I, but I respect you. And he's like a leader in that community. You he think is of a Milwaukee, leader. You think of Milwaukee and you think of Wisconsin. So Wisconsin's like a battleground state when we look forward to November. Yeah. These guys who are athletes, they have so much room they, they have a voice. People are going to listen to them. It feels like to me now more than ever, more and more athletes are stepping up. So, so let's talk yeah. about that because we talked about that at the top of the show. But the bizarre, I'm going to call it bizarre, but it's not even that bizarre, about face that Roger Goodell made as far as the NFL just being like, OK, now you guys can protest. Now Now people can take a knee if they want during the national anthem more out of the fact that they're just reading the tea leaves and 75% of America think it's there. there is. Mm, yeah. Place it's to just for the money. It's
3: 150% just for the money. So right. obviously he's, he just knows something we don't know yet. You
1: know? So yeah. I heard someone say, it's like they put their finger in the air. So they yeah. licked their finger and put it in the air and felt the wind? And they're like, Ooh, we should kind of get on this side. Right yeah. Now. Everyone is. I
3: mean, hell you get on I've gotten like 20 emails from Uber eats and fucking uh stock x and amazon there are every everyone is is for the
1: movement now everyone but, but here's the thing you know yes obviously we look at the nfl and we're like there's hypocrisy going on right now the fact that you know, three years ago you couldn't get behind one guy who actually took the time to talk to a navy seal to do the most respectful thing you could do to make it not about the flag not about this but about police brutality and that treatment of black people in america The fact that now you're on board because you're kind of being swept up under the wave of like, hey, this is how the world is working right now. Yes, it's hypocrisy. But I also am like, I don't care how it happens. Like, I really don't care how it happens. We say this all the time. We're like, I don't care how we get a job. If someone is nice enough to do us a favor and give us a job, great. We're going to go do a good job and no one cares how it, nobody cares how it initially happened. But if it brings about the thing we want, then okay. Okay.
3: Yeah, and what's crazy is they could have we could have had this shit taken care of. Like it feels like the NFL started this. It feels like they started
1: (laughs) Yes. Right? They did. did. It, It
3: feels like they started it. And and when I it just it only makes sense that they are the ones to try to bring it back around. And they've tried to do a bunch of stuff to take our minds off of like this mess they've created. Like, what was that bullshit ass rule they just they just uh, talked about doing about, like, if you got, like, a black coach, you get, like, an extra first-round pick.
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> what the what, – I'm, I'm dead serious. Y'all didn't see that? And that is crazy. That? But what I'd rather see or is, black, I think it was black. Is I think it was in the front office. It might not have just been a coach, but maybe you're right. Black GM. But, I, I mean, I'll say this. There were five coaching vacancies, and you got a guy like Eric bien who in my opinion should be a head coach and you get the same bullshit stuff of he doesn't have experience. He's not the, well, will give him experience. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yep. Yep. You know what I mean? You get it. You understand this better than anyone. You get experience by being on the job. It's like, yep. you're working on an animated show right now. How much work in the animated world have you worked, had it's my first, you? my first animated show. Okay. So someone was smart enough to know that you're a great joke writer And you learn story from your last couple jobs that you've done. So now you put that all together, and someone gave you the opportunity to be on an animated show, and they're gonna be lucky because they gave you that. All those people that show are lucky, you know, because they gave you that opportunity. I'm saying, why can't they do that? So it's like, yes, well, well, let's wait and see how they do on this, you know? Yeah, Yeah. I, I just don't want them to have an excuse as to why,
3: like, I don't want, I want to see more black. Uh, people in positions of power in the NFL, but I don't want them to have any extra benefits that the the white coaches or the white GMs don't get, because if they win a Super Bowl, it's going to be some bullshit. Like, Oh, they, they had an extra second rounder this year. And that's, that was what took them over the top. You know, like that whole beat, like, nah, yeah, man, just, I, at- I just give it just straight up or, straight or up just at- either that, or let's just divide the NFL into two leagues. We'll have a, a all black league and an all white league. We'll see yeah. who, we'll see, see who, which one gets the most views. <laughs> see so which so, you're
1: gonna watch, and then they should the winners of both should play each other. Wait, and so the, you're saying <laughs> you want a major league and a minor league? <laughs> yes. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! This team is all offensive linemen and tight ends. How does that work? <laughs> we,
3: well, that's rugby. That's rugby, right? That's right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, uh, well, no, no, uh, so you were in a locker room uh, because we talked a little about Drew Brees and and what he did and like how it's affected people. Like, how, how, how is, can you be a? Tw- so this is what I think. I think it is that he is going to be running for political office. He will be a. <laughs> he will be a right wing conservative. conservative. When he gets out of football, he's going to be a right wing conservative dude. And he was throwing out like a test balloon up to his future constituency saying, I believe in the conflating, you know, uh, Mm. Kaepernick's kneeling with disrespect for the flag. And he He got called out. He got called out for and he apologized, but he didn't fully apologize in my opinion, because I feel like he's talking to his base, so to speak. It's
3: crazy. Like, I'm not surprised. I expect it from Drew Brees. I mean, he does look like Derek Chauvin's evil twin, you know a little bit (laughs) yeah right he looked exactly he he looks exactly like you know the guy that was that killed george like
1: it's but i mean but he played in san diego you know what i mean like you play that makes sense it's that's conservative as fuck down there i know but there is but you are then you went to new orleans like in new orleans like that's a part of the South where it almost feels like it's not even part of the South. It's like its own country. It's like a European city. Now Louisiana is Louisiana, but yeah, New Orleans is great. New Orleans is
3: unbelievable. So you're saying New Orleans is is the Miami of Louisiana. Thank you. (laughs) Possibly.
1: (laughs) without the the
3: kind of i I mean it's the same amount of drugs there for sure yeah it's (laughs) different drugs
1: yes yes (laughs) but there is but so you know he's he's in this locker room he's gonna have to come back this year but how how are those players gonna in my opinion how can they unless they have multiple heart-to-heart conversations and try to get over it you've been in locker rooms is what i'm asking you as like a unique perspective that we ourselves you know we've been in locker rooms we were kids but not you know not Mm. on the level that you've played how what is he going to have to do to get what do you think he's going to
3: have to do to get those players back honestly I think Drew's going to have to like he's going to have to pull all the black players aside and just like suck their dicks because I think that's the only (laughs) way you can (laughs) Uh, (laughs) that's the only way that like if a (laughs) a white dude called me called me an n-word you know if he if he said something racist to or about my people, the only way I'm not going to believe you're really racist is if you suck my dick. Yeah, that's, right. that's the yeah. only way you have I mean, to like <laughs> if there's no because you can't buy that back. You know, yeah. the apology to me is bullshit. It's like it's like it. I'm in my last season, probably. Yeah, I really want a good chance to win. The last thing I need is any more uh, locker room issues. So let me try to buy it back. I, all jokes aside, I think he's going to, to get, I, I honestly, honestly, I I don't know what he's going to have to do to get those guys back. Because as a, as a black man, like, like I just told you, you can't say something like I think is racist and then apologize. And then me think, oh, Drew's not racist. I think that the saints are going to be fine. Just like the Eagles were fine with Riley Cooper and just like the Dolphins were the Dolphins with Richard Incognito. Yeah. I, I think that as black people, we're so used to this shit. It's like it is what it is. I'm going to get my money regardless. Right. Let's just go out here and get this W. And 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 then when we do our last dance about your ass, I'm going to make sure I tell them Everything. what I really think. Everything.
1: Yeah. yeah. And and so then it becomes, OK, I'm going to play for my paycheck. I'm gonna play for whatever my next contract's gonna be, but I'm not playing for this team. There is no joy. I'll play for my brothers on this team, but there is no joy. There isn't that like. You talk about the Saints were like one play away, okay, or two plays away, like one play away, two years in a row from turning things around and 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 actually make, not turning things around, but making Maybe it into two. the Super Bowl. So you need like a little magic. And that magic yeah. happens when you all love each other. And you know what I mean? Yeah. It, like, it's not going to be there this year. It, it, and it's,
3: it's weird to, for it to come from the quarterback, not just the leader of the team, but the slow white quarterback. Like yeah. if, if, if Drew Brees was, was Luke Keekly or some, you know, a middle linebacker, mm-hmm. it, it is what it is. He's just going out there and hitting people. But right. you got a lot. You need a lot of people to do your job. Mm-hmm. Correctly. You need right. a, the cooperation of a lot of people. And, and and if you know, <laughs> you, y'all better hope that y'all have a winning season. They better hope they have a winning season because if they're down the stretch and it, the playoffs are out of the question, I'd be watching my blind side if I was Drew Brees That's because right. there might be a
1: I, lot of, a lot of yeah. guys who just, just got by me. He a lot just, of swim moves. A, a lot of guys who had swim moves who didn't have swim moves before.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If the Falcons have 28 sacks this year, you know
1: that <laughs> you,
3: <laughs> you know, know that 27 lost. of them came against the Saints.
1: The Saints. <laughs> <laughs> he lost the line. He lost the line. I mean, that is it is really crazy because I really just don't even understand. You look at like Greg Popovich. I don't, I don't know if you heard his words that he said. And I Steve, didn't hear what he said. I, I didn't see what got, he said. Go watch the Popovich speech because it he is very emotional. He got This is a guy who was in the military. This is a guy who is as hard as it gets. But this is a guy who stands up for people. Popovich is a guy who's got a, who goes, he's a military guy. He is as hard as they come, but he stands up for the right thing all the time. He's got a woman on his bench. He is working hard to promote her to be an NBA coach. You get the feeling that his players love him and he speaks emotionally his speech about what we need as white America to do for to, to stand with black America in this moment right now is like incredible. And I say to myself, how hard is that? How hard yeah. is that do to have the right stance? And when you are the Greg Popovich of your community, you do carry weight. You have five rings. People in San Antonio listen to you. You know, you have yeah. something to say. They love you. You know what I mean? Because you brought so much joy to them. Yeah, even if they don't even if they're on the other side of the thing, then maybe they soften a little. Maybe they take a little bit less of an edge against what you're saying. And maybe they vote a different way. Maybe they move to the middle. Maybe you take someone who's a little bit in the right and move them to the middle and then they vote the other way. And just little things like that have an effect in the same way that the Drew Brees thing helps people dig into whatever their side. You know what's funny is when
3: when Cap took that knee, how many white folks burned burned his jersey? Bunch, a ton. It, when Drew said what he said, how many videos you see of uh, Drew Brees' jersey getting burned None. by anybody? Because black people don't have Drew
1: Brees' jersey. <laughs> no, <I mean>. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but that's, that's true. So but it's it's tr- I mean it's true, man. It's true. It's there. True. People being like, "What?" so then the point is that people stood up and said, well, what are you saying? He can't believe in the flag. That's not what Kaepernick is saying. Kaepernick is saying, I choose to do this. You're my teammate if you're my teammate. And if, you know, Malcolm Thomas, and the, you know, like people want to kneel and Mark Ingram, whoever on your team wants to kneel to anything. As the quarterback, you need to say, I support you because you're my brother. And the flag means something to me, but I realize it means something to you too. And we can have separate ideas about that, but underneath it all, I don't care. I support you and I love you. I mean, that yeah. how difficult is it is, is it to say that?
3: I just, I just, I mean, I didn't even think about it until you said it, but it makes sense that it had to be, he does, has, he does want some political, he does have political aspirations. He has right. to. Because now I'm thinking, I'm like, yeah, why, or why couldn't you just lie like Tom Brady's doing?
1: Like, yeah, I mean, That's true, because even if you're lying, you're saying the right thing and that message might get to people too. I'd rather yeah. you lie and say the right thing and influence people inadvertently yeah. than, then be truthfully mean about something and, and discredit. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's like, yeah, it's crazy. Are you, so now let's talk about this, about the notion of, because the NBA is coming back at the end of July, Mm -hmm. July 31st, uh, baseball's coming back. It looks like the NFL is going to happen and college football is going to happen this fall, but with either no, no fans or very few fans, uh, are you excited for sports to come back? Are you sitting here going, man? I'll watch anything because I'm at the point where I'm like, it doesn't matter if there are fans in the stands. I want to watch the competition. That
3: you know, that's the obvious thing. Is I I, I don't I don't care. I, I just want to watch the game. You can CGI the crowd in, or you can just mic the players up. That's what I liked about UFC is that you can just you can hear them talking shit to each other. You can hear yeah, the corner. Yes. You can hear them hear the like Joe and and Cormier commentating and like giving they're getting tips from people that aren't even in their corner like that's cool Mm -hmm. uh the only sport that i'm that i'm actually like kind of sad for that won't have fans is college football because that's that's all like those people have like in those towns like in those small towns it's like it's such a huge tradition and like it's just my favorite thing about watching college football is the fans is how much they care. It's the game. I mean, even the, it's so big, the the fans are so important to that community that even the, you know, the, uh, what is it? The Sunday, the Saturday game day show on ESPN. It's like, they're like, it's just part Uh, of, it's just going to be weird to see that, just to see the, the Lee Corso making a pick without without a fan you know, without
1: thousands of people behind
3: him and it yeah. sucks it's like that's your college experience like you know if you're gonna be if you're if i'm spending all this money wasting my time in college getting all this school that, this student that at least i want to say you know my my i remember my freshman year yeah uh, going to the games like yes. all that stuff so that that sucks for the for those people but i don't care i want sports i like i if i can't i can't go to the gym i can't do comedy like give me give
1: me sports give me something it's a you know, rele- it's a release and it can take your brain into another direction and give you that that give you that recharge where did you go to college
3: Georgia Southern Georgia, georgia Southern, southern University. University yeah when i played there they were uh one double a and now they're single a single a okay yep. now they they've moved up to the uh, i think they're in the sunbelt conference i'm not sure
1: mm-hmm.
3: but but when i but when i was at georgia southern like they had the uh most uh most, uh, double-A championships, like division one, double-A championships. Wow. Uh, so, and I remember we played that my freshman year, which is the only the year I was there. We played Appalachian state. The, and that Michigan. was the year they beat Michigan and we beat, yeah. we beat Appalachian state in, in Appalachian state. Wow. The year
1: that they beat Michigan in 2007. Yep. Wow. Yep. The year they beat Michigan. Wow. And were you, you were, you were a safety or a cornerback.
3: I played defense. Yeah. Cornerback. I played strong safety. I was safety. I was I was a strong safety.
1: Yes, <laughs> you, were, you were a strong. Safety. You were. And did you? So who were in? Who was in your conference? Was it
3: Grambling and? It was no. I didn't go to HBCU. It was uh, it was the Southern Conference. It's okay. Uh, it was us Furman. I'm yeah, us Furman, oh, yeah. Wofford, Appalachian yeah. State, uh, Charleston Southern, I think. Uh, Citadel, I think. Yes. So Citadel. I was there for one year. Yeah.
1: I'm, those, a UG, I'm a UGA, UGA fan, just right. so y'all know. Right, and they're looking, by the way, amazing again this year. Even though we don't know who their quarterback's going to be, but I see a lot of polls picking UGA in the top five. Well, because they we just got recruited.
3: this. Yeah, great recruiting. We got. Uh, I just saw we got this big six eight tight end. This dude's huge. Like he's he's not like a skinny lanky guy. He's huge coming okay. in, in. You know, freshman year. And then I yeah. we I don't know. I can't think of the guy's name. I have ever since sports shut down. I haven't been keeping up with everything to the T like usual, right. but yeah, I, I know we got the guy coming in from uh Vanderbilt. We got a black quarterback okay. coming in from Vanderbilt.
1: That's right. Excited That's right. a grad that. transfer. He Brad. Brad. Hey, you guys so, always do well with the transfers. That's great. Yeah. Uh, well, all right, well, should we take a break? Let's take a break. Let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll do some quick hits with jerron Horton uh and we'll tell you all about how you can follow him and the stuff that he's doing right after this.
2: Support for this podcast comes from WGU. Do you want a more skilled and effective workforce? Do you want to build loyalty and increase employee retention? A partnership with Western Governors University could be exactly what you need. Over 300 organizations nationwide already count on WGU for valuable education benefits that lead to better prepared and more capable workers. With more than 60 accredited bachelor's and master's programs to choose from and shorter credential programs coming soon, WGU has long been a leader in making quality higher education more accessible. Flexible online learning is the key. Students can fit schooling around their existing schedules and even complete courses and degrees sooner than planned. WGU makes earning a respected degree possible with just a computer and an internet connection. Partner with WGU today to make a smart investment in your company's and employee's future. Learn more at wgu.edu slash partnerships. That's wgu.edu slash partnerships. Introducing the new Verizon Business Unlimited Plans. 5G nationwide available in 1,800 plus cities on most VZ 5G devices. Monthly per line pricing with five plus lines on biz unlimited start. Device payment, smartphone purchase, auto pay and paper free billing required. Terms apply.
1: Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Uh, We want to remind people we have a daily podcast called uh, Sclarbro Country, the virus edition. Um, Please check that out. We have a YouTube page called uh, Sclarbro Country. Subscribe to that. Uh, Geron Horton, great follow on social media. You are let people know how they can follow you. I, I'm at Jeron Horton. That's just it on Instagram. That's the only one I have. That's we. that's where we follow you. J E R O N <laughs> Horton. So, uh, writing right now for Duncanville on Fox, right? Yes. Yep. And very excited about that that's so cool and i mean what a great what a great cast yeah i'm excited yeah writing staff and whatnot too right it's it's fun are you writing from you're writing from home you're doing yeah we're doing it we've been doing
3: it over zoom which is interesting and mike scully he runs a great mike and julie scully they run a great room uh it's it's really efficient when you're on zoom it's just kind of we 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 log in we kind of Talk shit for a little bit and we just kind of get to the point and they do a good job of running the room. And, and it, it was an adjustment, uh, especially it being my first animated show. But it's I'm enjoying it. I'm I'm, I'm having fun and I'm and I'm working during a pandemic like I, I cannot yeah. complain about anything. No, That's it's amazing. Mike amazing. Scully, Simpsons,
1: a longtime Simpsons writer. He's one of the best. The best, of best, the best. That's awesome. All right, well, let's get into some, in some quick hits because these things happen. We want to hear what you think. Uh, okay, major divide is happening in the community of CrossFit enthusiasts in the wake of the comments made Saturday night by the company's CEO, Greg Glassman. See, I think what is happening now with the George Floyd protests and whatnot, it's like the NBA Finals in that your weaknesses will be exposed. <laughs> you know what I mean, you play in the NBA finals and you don't have a good bench. You, we will know that you don't yeah. have a good power forward. You don't have a good backup center. We will come to find that like out. Social media plus pandemic lockdown plus heightened awareness and protest, equal <laughs> or weaknesses will be exposed. exposed. So in, resp- in response to a tweet by the Institute for Health Metrics and Evaluation calling racism and discrimination, quote, public health issues, which I believe that they are. Agreed. They are public health issues. Uh, the CEO, Greg Glassman said, quote, it's Floyd 19. Is he trying to be funny? Are you try This is what? where it's like, don't be funny. Cause already like, Let's just take everything out of it and be like, as a joke, just sitting on the joke on its own. That's not even a good joke. What is well, this?
3: A- I think I think it's just like one of those moments where he had, you know, as comics, yeah. You know, where you're just talking somewhere with some regular ass people or in front of people. You're not supposed to be uh-huh. really being yourself in front of and that that joke popped in his head and he was like, if I don't say this now, I might not ever have another chance to say it. And it but, just came out.
1: But here's the difference between you and me. We do that at a dinner party and people yeah. are like, and then you walk away and get something to drink. He does it on yeah. Twitter <laughs> and half... And the, then it stays. <laughs> it stays. And half the CrossFit community is like, I don't what? want... And Reebok is like, we don't want to work with this dude anymore. You understand? It's yeah. like yeah. How are people... I mean, at least corporate America is getting in on this and, like, backing away from people. Like, that's when shit, unfortunately, changes in America, when there's corporate dollars to be lost. I mean, yep. I, think, I think he fucked up so bad, he's going to have to go after New Balance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> CrossFit. That's crazy. I didn't know Case swiss is the new... I didn't know that many people
3: did CrossFit.
1: No, dude. People yeah, so do. many people do cross so and they're in shape. They'll chase in... you down. They'll chase <laughs> you from <under laughs> a wall and beat your ass. They'll fucking they'll roll a tractor tire up in your house. Just CrossFit. check your tweets. You know what I'm saying? Check your tweets. We said this for athletes. We said this a long time. This is a comedy bit. We were you know, we flirted with this bit and we did it on stage, and it works sometimes. We would say that like all athletes need one no man in their possum. He's on the the payroll just to be like, you look at him. Ben Roethlisberger, should I take this 16-year-old girl into that bathroom? No. Do not do it. (laughs) Okay, so then he doesn't do it. Now you're fine. Every single person who does something dumb, look to the no man. If the no man says no, then you don't do it. That's what they need. Gronk starts taking his shirt off. Nope. Nope. Don't do it. Do not do do it. it. Ray Rice gets on an elevator. Nope. Nope. Take the stairs. Take the steps. Let her take the elevator. You do something else. You know, well, the the no man is the guy
3: that's stealing all their money. That's it. <laughs> <a, laughs> you realize that the no man is the accountant. Yes, <laughs> the business manager is the no man. That's He's right. He's like, don't spend your money on that. I need I'll that. Take, I'm gonna. I'm it, gonna please. steal that.
1: That's right. Let you're, me keep you're, it you're, safe. You're taking away my cut with your legal defense. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? Let me let me keep your money safe in my account. Well, now yeah. it's so crazy. <laughs> now what's so crazy is that you got to keep everyone in your sphere in line on social media. You got to keep your spouse online, your, your husband, your wife, whoever it is. Because if you're an athlete and your spouse is tweeting, that could get you in trouble. Uh, the LA Galaxy just released their midfielder, Alexander Cate, following racist, racist social media posts by his wife, Tia, T-T-A, the team announced Friday. In a one sentence news release, the team said it had mutually agreed to part ways with the midfielder because she did an Instagram post where she mocked protests and showing people looting, which by the way, nobody likes the looters. She said, kill the shits. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. no that's not even the guy playing that's his wife i mean and- that's what happened
3: that's what happens when you meet someone on 90 day fiance you know <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: you I don't, don't know how have-
3: supposed to go over here in america <laughs>
1: that's right man that is, it it. is. it's that just is. amazing to me that like this is going to be a new thing that's going to be taught to athletes like it's not just you it's everybody in your sphere you, you, you being an athlete getting paid what you get paid for the brief time that you get to do it is a very special thing. I mean we talk about the funnel, right? It, it's the same thing and we, we sat down and we talked about this who did we talk Maybe anyway, yeah, with athletes. athletes or Harbaugh or someone, the, the funnel okay? Mm-hmm. A lot of people can play high school sports, not all, not everybody but a lot can play high school sports. The funnel gets more narrow when you get to college sports and then it's like a little tiny little tiny hole and that's all that gets through into into professional sport. That's it. There's like a are you talking ceiling. about are you talking about pro sports or your your I'm talking you about both. <laughs> I'm talking about both because I've had kidney stones. But no, but I'm telling you <laughs> down the hole. When you get down there, though it's so rare that you make it. I remember our buddy Mike Hart, who was a running back from Michigan. He was one of the best running backs in the history of Michigan as a freshman <laughs> ran 1500. You remember Mike Hart, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Fifteen hundred yards as a freshman, ran for over four, almost five thousand yards at Michigan. He was one of the best running backs ever. So couldn't make it in the NFL. He it's, actually was good, but had a couple injuries, and, and then that was done. It. And you say to yourself, yeah. how hard is it to make it? you get to the professional league, you're playing there, and then your wife makes a stupid tweet, and you're screwed. It's
3: crazy. It's, it's insane how hard it's. It's crazy. I, I mean, I've, I've a few guys that I played with in high school went to you know the NFL, and and they got cut the the only and I didn't even play with the guy who is a star Kevin Kevin Beard was a freshman at my at my high school when I was a senior Wow you know and now he's the highest paid safety of all time but he he uh he didn't uh, play when I you know when I was there he wasn't playing But yeah. after that like there's guys who like were the shit where like we had a linebacker who ran a 10 second like a low 10 second 100 meter wow. dash he was the wow. fastest guy on our track team and he was the, our middle linebacker you know went to Ole Miss played safety and like just I'm like the, the talent you need to make it is so it, it's just so incredible and amazing and then to just lose it
1: over a, 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 tweet. a tweet that your wife did I mean again there's a soccer player but still the point is like one would say that system is bad and that's unfair, but I would say, uh, have the people around you be nice people. Yeah. You know what I'm yep. saying? Like, or tell them to shut the fuck up while you're, while you're yeah. doing your
3: sports. Yeah, see, if Jake Fromm would've got drafted in the first round, that shit went in a leak. But right. that girl was like, oh, he getting fifth round money? Nah. <laughs> no. Nah. here we go. Here we go. I
1: can't, I can't wait <laughs> to let this out. <laughs> Uh, all right. So finally, uh, sports look like they're coming back. We talked about it without fans. The NBA is moving towards restarting its season with 22 teams, but they're they're going to pipe in crowd noise from the NBA 2K video game. That's what oh, wow. they're going to do. All right. Do you play 2K? My son plays 2K. I do. I
3: play 2K. I play it a little bit. I used to play it a lot more, but this season I, I'm I play Madden. But I I get I get it. That's 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 so dumb. Yeah, just, just let it. Let us hear them talk to each other. That's that's right They talk to the each other like that. That's the sport I want to see them talking shit because it's such a long game. There's a lot of tension that that's being built. I want to hear that. I want to hear it. I want to hear Michael
1: Jordan say to Reggie Miller, "Don't you ever step to Black Jesus ever again." Exactly. That's I what I want to hear. Right. Exactly. Well, but so so that it's such a great point that you're making because we can offer something in this time right now before the fans come back because hopefully next year the fans will be back i hope we can offer something now like you said that we've never seen like let's not just bring the sports back let's do it in a way that we've never seen it before let's listen to it in a way that we've never heard it before like be innovative in this time you know whenever someone said to you in your career as a comedian You can't do this, you can't do that. Do you quit or do you get innovative and try and go around it? You just try and go around it.
3: Yeah, exactly, exactly. I, it, I, my pitch on this is that you, they should CGI in like the dopest fan moments of all time. Right, (laughs) right. Like when you cut to the crowd, it's like, you know like I, I remember the, I remember the, I remember the the, uh, Falcons game in Atlanta uh, the year of Hurricane Katrina some some Falcons fan had a sign that said Hurricane Vic category 7 (laughs) and it was like just cut just cut to like the most memorable like you know cut to cut to the, the fuck remember when the Browns fans were throwing like beer pouring beer on people like yes cut to those Moments the- that we're always going to remember, you know? Yeah, yeah that's a great that. idea. CGI, CGI streakers into the, like
1: during timeouts, you know? So uh, when I, Kevin Harlan's voice on NBA 2K and yeah. Doris Burke and Doris Burke, <laughs> like their breakdowns of players are so real. And I know they're just doing like pat responses that they're just plugging in whatever you do, but it's, I love it so much. And I just watch, I don't play. I just watch my son play a little bit. I'm like, I younger. hope they
3: don't do Chris Webber. Don't, they don't let him. him you don't they, like Chris his, Weber? On 2K, no. On oh, no. 2K. But as
1: an, as an actual announcer, he's amazing.
3: I love yeah, him. Yeah, but on 2K, his shit is, is, it's not, it's dumb. No, it's not it's, good, it's not good. Yeah, it just kind of, just rambling where you're like, why am I, why am I not listening to, like, Young Thugs' <laughs> new album instead of this shit? Like, every time he says something on that game, I,
1: I turn, I have to turn on my Spotify. <laughs> ah, all right my man well dude thank you so much for joining us this week this is just what we needed i love just catching up with you and i'm so proud of you i'm so psyched that you're working doing your thing and um we look forward to you writing a role for twin uh guys on the show <laughs> yeah dude work us oh. in. and also uh i can't wait we we're talking to moses about this uh, i i miss going up to the store on a tuesday night late and hanging with friends yeah. hanging with, uh when that time comes back i'll be very happy yeah, I'm excited. It, I First of all, well, thank
3: you. Thank you for saying that about me. I appreciate it. I, and I'm glad that you all are uh, like, we're still friends in, in each other's lives and we got to catch up. Like, it's great. I can't wait to see you guys. And as far as with the comedy store, <clears throat> yeah, I can't wait because like, I had been like, just as far as the hanging out part, I'd been getting burnt out of like yeah. wanting to just hang out up there if I wasn't performing. So right. I feel like when it comes back, it'll fee- it'll like, you know, I, I won't be as desensitized to how exciting the place is and how much magic goes on there when you're not just waiting to go up, you know? So, yeah, I, I can't wait.
1: Awesome, man. Dude, good luck to you. Thank you for being on the show. Uh, stay we, in touch with stay us. Stay in touch with us. We're going to take one more break. And then coming up after the break, we got a special voice note from Chris Christopherson. It's View from the Cheap Seats. We'll be right back.
2: sun was green.
1: Hey, guys, welcome back to View from the Cheap Seats. That was Jeron Horton. Amazing. Follow him on Instagram. Great dude. Check out his comedy. Uh, I'm not sure when he's performing again because right now he's writing on a show and we don't know when comedy's coming back, but he's a good one. Uh, before we get out of here, as promised, we got a voicemail from Chris Christopherson who awoke. He awoke and he is woke. Check it out.
4: Hey, boys. How's it going? It's everybody's favorite senile old man, Chris Christopherson here. And I just have to tell everybody out there, you know, this country is going through such a lot right now, and and, and everything that's happening on the streets is just beautiful. You know, all the people out here exercising their democratic right to protest and be able to speak against everything, and you know... As a product of the 1960s, that Chris Christopherson has been out protesting harder than a motherfucker. You know what I mean? And, and I got to be truly, 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 truly honest with y'all. Um, I have been protesting this whole time with only one shoe, and you know, and and and, and very often it's it's on my right foot. It's on my left sometimes too. But uh, for the past 10 days, it has been uh, on my right foot. And the fun thing about that is, is that my right foot is bigger than my left foot. So I like to use, it's like my right foot is like it's like I'm dragging a club around, you know, like a golf club. And I could use it as such. So, you know, if you ever want to see, you know, because my foot is so calcified from, you know, my lack, my osteoporosis and my lack of calcium. Uh, earlier, because I did never drink milk. Milk is for, you know, you know, the establishment. And uh, so, yeah, I don't really drink milk. So my, my bones are very hard. So, and my leg is very limp, as is. So it's just kind of like I'm dragging around a stick with me at all times. And i got to tell you something, boys. I, this protest, and a lot of people, is, you know, I've done a lot of walking, you know. My Fitbit is on overdrive. But I still have somehow put on thirty pounds of weight. Um and it is it is visibly noticeable. It's not one of it's not, I'm not one of those people who ha, you know, puts weight on and it just kinda sits and you're kinda like, Where is it? When when you look at me you're like, God damn it, you have you have fat in places I have never seen before. And uh And so I I wonder, I think maybe I might have some sort of internal bloating or bleeding going on. So I should probably go see a doctor, but again, doctors are the establishment. So um, I just want everybody just to remember that in these times that there is one footprint in the sand, that is when Chris Christopherson spread his wings and flew higher, higher than an eagle, the wind beneath my wings. Um, And just to be also clear, I I could very well just be faced down in a giant uh, uh, sand pit outside of Pensacola, Florida. It's all possible, you know. When you're rolling with Christopherson, you you know, there's every single possible scenario is possible. But you know what? When you've reached every possible solution, only the impossible is possible. Yeah, that, that makes sense. All right, boys. Be well.
1: I am worried about Chris Christopherson's left foot. I, I cannot yes. even imagine yes. how much how many pepper balls he stepped on. I don't know what is in there, and I'm someone's got to look at it mm-hmm. in this instance right now, but I do appreciate him being down for the cause. Thank you, Jerron uh, Harton. Uh, thanks to all of those all of you who uh, subscribe to this podcast. If you don't subscribe to it, rate it, review it. All those things help us out. It's great. Tell people about it. As sports start to come back, we'll have more to talk about. Even though I feel like we've done a really good job in the interim time, it's been actually really fun to to dig deep in this time. Uh, Again, thanks to everyone who supported us. We have that daily podcast, uh, Scalabro Country, the virus edition. Check that out too. And uh, go punch a waterfall. Go punch a water faucet and wash your hands. We're out. We'll see you next week.
3: stands
2: up a
1: podcast <clears throat> a podcast network